0: you're listening to soul work with son where we believe your soul is worth the work i'm your host son and yeah i know i know it's been a long break but i'm back and i'm ready to get to it and baby do we have some things to talk about so you ready let's work Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Good evening. Good morning and good night to everyone. I, I won't even, I'm not going to start with anything ridiculous. Let's, let's do this. I love Ono and Miss Unobad. Thank y'all so much for being here. Uh, it's been a little bit, but if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I'm Sam, lover and follower of Jesus. Like, it's him forever for me, real bad. Like he rescued me. <laughs> He's my everything. That's that on that. Uh, happy to have y'all here with us on the Soul Work with Sancho. Quick little reintroduction, I guess, since it's been a couple of years. Mary Taru, mama to my crew. Proud Jamaican born here, but if you call me Jamaican, we part ways. Eh? I love my people. And I'm a millennial, understanding more with each passing day the unique positioning we're in in society. And truly, part of this show is to make space for us to unpack some of that. Like, everybody is welcome. Please, we love to have you here. But a passion of mine is talking to my generation because the way that life is lifing right now, the way these prices are pricing right now, (laughs) <laughs> we need space to navigate some of that. Parenting our parents and parenting our children, parenting ourselves. You feel like it's, it's a lot going on. I started this pod back in 2020 as a response to my own development and deliverance as a recovering Pharisee. Thanks, Jesus. Because, uh, baby, I was a mess. I was just a hot mess. And I was talking Rue's ear off about coming out of self-righteousness into real love and what did it mean to follow Jesus like for real, according to what the gospel says, and not just blindly performing uh, the rituals of religion or following the pain preferences of people and rules based out of tradition, right? So I felt hungry for more. And I had a feeling I was not alone. So even though I was super afraid, I turned the mic on and here we are. It's been a labor of love that I dropped for reasons I'll get into in this episode, but I'm grateful to be back. And if you're back too, or even if you're just joining, I want to say thank you for being with me, for rocking with me. And I'm very sorry for that delay. I'm going to make it up to you though. All right. So with that, today's episode is going to be a short one. I just want us to talk about where I've been, where I am now, and where I'm going, and how that even resonates with you. So Pops play the music, and let's ride. So, of course, I'm going to tackle what happened, right? Like, who knew what was supposed to be a quick couple weeks away from the mic would turn into two years, like, sound for real? I think at the end of season four, I felt like I was crawling to get through the year. So I did tell Rue and my dad, I said, you know what, I'll take a quick two-week break, and then be back. Um, But then the break got good. So in the meantime, I started diving into other interests Because right around 2021, I started noticing on social media Like, man, it's turning into a QVC Like, everybody is selling something Everything seems to be on sale And I'm not knocking it at all I was just curious Rue and I joke all the time about me being nosy I am that neighbor If there's an accident, I'm going to turn If something's going on, I'm going a, I'm to a cut that blind open real quick I was always a curious kid So I want to know why And that caused me to kind of jump into learning about the market and how it works and why businesses do some of the things that they do. And man, that thing got me hooked. Like for for real, I've become, I wouldn't say a market junkie, but I love all things market. I like learning about the macro dynamics. Um, I like learning about spending habits and how money works, trading, investing, all of that stuff. So um, when I'm not talking like spiritual formation, uh, Jesus, scriptures, that is the other thing that I love discussing. So if that's you too, if you like anything business related, hit me up, let's chop it up. I, man, it's just, it's, it's been a whole new world opening up for me. I think it's so important for us to be more informed, especially with Google being free. There's so much happening right in front of our eyes. And it's just, especially for us, I think we need to know more information. So that's a part of what took away some of that time is me really learning going into it like a student and saying how does this work what what do bonds mean and what is all of that you know so that was that was a part of the break and then also I got into my head fam like I really did I I got anxious about coming back wondering is this information still going to be relevant is it is is it important or You know, sometimes hearing some of the other conversations we were having in culture, it got a little discouraging (laughs) because listening to people go back and forth on purpose because some of this is manufactured media. But listening to people go back and forth about what are you bringing to the table and, you know, how much are you making? Well, what do you look like? And I'm not going to hold you. I'm deeply concerned. about the quality of our conversations because that's affecting our lives and our decision-making. And so I did. I kind of just went back into my own little corner. I'm an introvert by nature. I love people, but I get my energy alone. So if I see it's it's kind of different, I have no problem going, you know what? I'm gonna just, let me get my book. I'm gonna be right in this little corner. Now, believe it or not, I tried restarting the show again a few times. Um, I've had some friends and very kind people say, hey, what's going on with the show? We miss it. We want to hear, hear it again. And so I did try. And we even have a few episodes in the tank, but it just didn't feel right. Like it didn't feel like it was back to it. And again, I kept overthinking and wondering and allowing that overthinking to turn into discouragement. Anybody been there before, like where you know you've been given a work to do by the Lord? And to be clear, most of our most important work we'll ever do for God is private, but we'll get to that later. That's my little tangent. Um, so, you know, God has given you something, but you've been feet shuffling, hemming, hawing, trying to to take the slow route to obedience. And one of the things I've learned during my break is I think that people, friends, mentors, family, they are some of the best ways to experience God's kindness, even in correction. And here's what I mean by that. Beyond having people check up on me, one day in particular, my godfather caught me out of the blue and was like, yeah, I uh, appreciate this break. Also, it's time to get back to work, kid. Like, you know this is what you got to do. So stop playing and, and for real, get back to work. It's it's a part of your delay. It's, it's not even, you're not nervous. You're not, you're just being disobedient at this point. Like get, get, get back on the horn. And I was like, you, uh well, couldn't even argue with that. You know, you, you hear the Lord say something and it's like, you can't fight it. You can't, you, you can try and run if you want to, but it's, it's indisputable. It's undeniable. And so um, shout out to Uncle Courtney. Thank you for that, sir. I'm back. And what I mean by all of that too is, Every once in a while, you need that swift kick of love to remind you that there's a work that's attached to you that's bigger than you. And when you are aware of it, why would you play with it? So another instance that happened for me is recently I was praying, thanking God for his faithfulness and reflecting on his faithfulness and just gratitude about how faithful he's been to me, my family, whatever. And I was immediately challenged, like to the point of tears, of like, fam, if if, if God is faithful to you, why won't you be faithful to him? Woo! That thing messed me up that day because bigger than a podcast and a show and bigger than um, any of these kind of conversations in my little, in my big, in any of the things that are done, I want to be found faithful by him. So whether I'm nervous or not, putting all the overthinking to the side at some point, you got to take that action. And that's what we're doing on the pod. Uh, And then the final reason, I really hate that devil like that. He's a raggedy bum. And there are moments where, yes, we do things to ourselves. But there are other things I learned with even doing the show. Um, We came back and recorded and like episode one episode got deleted. Right. And that same day it got deleted. I lost my wallet, like just crazy little little stuff to frustrate you. And one of the things that I have found is when you're doing the work of the Lord and the enemy comes to frustrate you, the best thing that you can do to frustrate that raggedy bum back is get back to work. The goal of frustration at times it is to knock you off your square. It's to cause you to check out. And I'm learning that that's not the right response. The right response is, "Did you did you really just do that?" Oh no, nah, I get I got to get you back. So this episode, this season, um, I'm gonna get him back because he he's gross. So the final component of where what I want to do with the show is is really tell y'all about where I'd like for us to go. We have talked about. Many things, and I'm grateful we've discussed the spiritual detox that has to occur when Jesus pulls you out of one way of thinking and provides for you a whole new way of looking at life. We've talked about that. We've talked about relationships. We've talked about spiritual formation because that's a part of what empowers you. Now that you have this new mindset, you have this new lifestyle, you have this new way, how do you do that? What are the tools? Spiritual formation. We talked about that. um, I believe that's season two or three. We've discussed even transitions and the importance of how do you know when it's time to go, whether that be relationships, organizations, jobs, whatever it is, there's a process of leaving one thing, and then there's a process of going into another. So we've talked about that. One of the burdens that I believe the Lord has laid on my heart now, one day I felt like he was talking to me and he said, son, what if you lived like you were loved? Like for real. Like, what if you lived, like you knew down to your pinky toes, up underneath the heels of your feet, what if you knew that you were loved? And I sat with that, and I've been wrestling with that question and seeing what's going on. If, if I can look at culture and look at where we are, whether it be as a church or whether that be as a body or even as a greater culture of people— There's such a lack of love. There's so much hostility. And because of the year that we're in with the election coming and whatever, it's not a political podcast, but let's be real. It's about to get so much more hostile. And I'm really wrestling with this question. What if we lived like we were loved? How would that affect our decision making? How would that affect how we relate to each other? So I'm really wrestling with this question, right, of what would happen if we lived loved? Because if I know... That I'm loved. If you know that you're loved deeply, do we still have to prove ourselves? Will we have to be so defensive? Do we have to be afraid? Like, these are some of the things that I want us to work through. The next episode we're going to talk about, since we're still in January, is how to win our year, right? Right. Even that, if I know that I'm loved, how do I approach my accomplishments? How do I then treat my goals if I know it's not for me to get approval from a person, but it's really from a place of love? It's like the importance of Sabbath, right? We talked about this in a previous episode. Sabbath, why are you resting? There's a few reasons why we rest and why we take Sabbath seriously. Um, But one of the big things is so that I can work from a place of rest. And not feeling like I have to earn and do and perform. And that's one of the tenets of this great gospel that we don't pay attention to enough. It's one of the passions that I have on this show because I feel like for years we discuss and preach and put value on things that can't really be found in the book. And instead, we're placing value on things that Jesus is like, no, no that's not that's not important. Here's what's really important. And we're going, thanks, Jesus. You did a great job saving. We'll take it from here. What? When in fact, the entire premise of the gospel is earn what? He paid for it. So instead of getting back on that hamster wheel of performance and doing and pushing and and toiling and torturing ourselves to do more, Jesus is saying, you're so loved, number one, you can rest. It is not a call for laziness. It's a call to right action through the right mindset that when you're loved, you can do. When you're loved, you can take the risk. It's when I'm really deeply loved that I know I can take the risk to be vulnerable and love somebody else. When I'm loved, I don't have to use this person as a tool to make myself feel better. I, like, I, I know I'm making sense. When we're loved and we live like we are, that is the gospel at work. Um, a couple years ago, I got a, a, a tattoo on my wrist, and it simply has the—it's the last saying that Jesus said on the cross— Tetalesti, It is finished. And I got it as a reminder to say, to to remind me, like, you don't have to. You don't have to perform. You don't have to prove. You are so loved that you don't have to keep up. You're not behind because we definitely fit in to talk about that. There are these arbitrary numbers. By 30, you should have this. By 35, if you don't have that, oh, you're this. By 40, your bank account better be looking like this. And we get into these games and we let these games get into our minds and and even more our souls. And they play us and we play ourselves trying to keep up with imaginary figures and social media is not helping us and our own ridiculous expectations are not helping us. And we're going to church and we're lifting our hands or we're doing it online, and <laughs> lifting our hands and we're thanking God and we're reading our scriptures and we're doing whatever. But there's this relentless chase in our soul. And there's something that's happening to us because we're not living like we're loved. That seed of discontent and bitterness, it's just blossoming, unfortunately. It's making us mean. It's making us bitter. It's making us anxious, If you look on the stats, when did we become such an anxious people? Where did that come from? I read a stat recently about young people, teenagers. They actually feel more connected to their parents, and yet they feel more anxious and discontent with their lives. And you know what's crazy? When you look at the timeline, the time that those stats begin to change, and you know what's crazy about that? Those stats begin to change the most. When the phone was introduced, when the smartphone was introduced to young people about, what is that, maybe 20 years almost by now? And so we're seeing teenagers because we as parents, we're doing the work. Y'all, they they got us gentle parenting out here, (laughs) talking to the kids about their feelings. We're no longer running to get the switch as quick as we used to. We're giving these kids space to breathe and talk and be and develop some stuff that we didn't even get ourselves because we're learning how to do it ourselves. And yet what is happening? How do we get here? And how do we get back to a place of peace and rest? And I believe through really searching through the scriptures and asking this question over and over again, what would happen if we truly took Jesus at his word? What would happen if we believed him when he said he loved us? Believed him more than what our parents said about us. Yes, I'm talking to you. There was a period in your life, right, where Somebody said something and the goal of it was to break you and it did. But what if you live love? There's a season that some of us have gone through now where it was relentless. You were constantly told day in and day out what you never were going to be, how much you looked like him, how much you acted like her, how much they can't stand. You had all of that happening. Some of us are still having that experience today. What if you believe Jesus louder than that voice? What if you lived like you were loved for real? How does that change the way you see you, let alone the way others see you? What if you realized you didn't have to prove yourself to anyone? You didn't have to defend yourself all the time. How does that change who you choose to marry? How does that change who you choose to become friends with? How does that change the business that you start or if you start one at all? Because when you live loved, you don't have to compete. You don't have to compare and you don't have to keep up. If I know that I know that the one who spoke and stars came into existence, if that's the same God who the scriptures say, he sings over me, that God who is with me when I am at my most lonely space, if I know that he loves me for real, what's stopping me from going after the life I know he died for? Because is there a greater tragedy than having Jesus die and we waste our life living below the purpose that he died for. So this season, I really feel a strong burden for us to discuss the importance of what it means to release all of that pain and shame, all of that anger and anguish and live like we're loved. I don't have to create an imaginary life on Instagram or on social media. I don't have to convince anyone on TikTok that I'm that girl when he already calls me his girl. Y'all feel what I'm saying? I don't have to live a lie cause I'm loved and I can live beyond the lies when I know that I'm loved. So I want us to talk about it. I need us to talk about it. I don't have to manipulate people when I know that I'm loved. I don't have to fall to manipulation when I know that I'm loved. Everything opens up, everything changes. Life begins fam, When you know that you're loved. And here's the truth, too. It gets even sweeter when you know, no matter what you do, that love ain't going away. Did what? Not me almost breaking out in tongues in this little uh, room right here. It's not going away. What you mean, Paul? Is that you? There's neither life nor death. Huh? Literally, there's nothing that can be done that's going to separate me from the love of God. You know what that means? Not only is it up and it's stuck, it means that I can outlive the lies because I'm loved. I can live without the apology because I'm loved. Do you? They're not going to say sorry. I just want to say that. It's folk out there that broke you down. They're not apologizing. You're never going to hear the I'm sorry. But when I live loved, I'll heal anyway. And here's the truth about the gospel. This is what makes it so scandalous. There are folk that you've offended for real that you ain't said sorry to yet. You still love though. And when you know that, it empowers you to make the phone call and say, you know what, Agnes, you, you, okay. Okay, you are right. Cousin Agnes, 10 years ago, I did say that thing. I shouldn't have said it. And I'm sorry. When you're loved, you can love. When you're healed, you can heal. Perhaps that's why we've become so hostile, even in the church house. I've never seen so much fussing amongst the saints. For what? Because we're not living like we know that we're loved. We're giving attention to things that don't matter. We're creating arguments about what denomination is more superior than the other. Meanwhile, whole time, Jesus is like, hey, if y'all would just lift me up. I'm actually the one that does all the heavy lifting. I do all the work anyway. If y'all could just (laughs) focus on the... Keep the main thing, the main thing. So this season, I want us to discuss some things. How do we navigate disappointments? How do we handle the challenges and the rigor of life? Because why is it that my grandmama's house costs what it costs, but the house that I want costs what it costs, and the wages didn't change in the same way that them house prices changed? How do we navigate that? Can we talk about ambition through the space of love? Can we talk about relationships through the space of love? Can we talk about loss through the space of love? What do you do when God disappoints you? That thing you've been praying on, waiting for for 10 years, still ain't happened yet. How do you balance the tension of knowing that you're loved and you still don't get what you wanted? So some of these episodes are going to be heavy. Next week's won't be. We're going to keep it nice and light. Start the year off right. How do we win the year? But there are some conversations, can you just... Just bring your Bible to open mind. We're going to laugh, might cry a little bit, but we're going to get this working. Why? Because our souls need to know more than anything else. And I'm wrapping up right here. Our souls, you need to know more than anything else. And may you never be defined by anything else other than the love that Jesus has for you. And that's my prayer for you this week. May his love chase you. May it overwhelm you. May it heal you in every place. May it be like a salve to your soul. For you who are bruised, wounded, broken, there are words that were spoken over you that were so painful. There are people who were commissioned to take care of you, who purposely and intentionally broke you. And I just want you to know you can live like you're loved because you are. We're coming back swinging. Why? Because there is no more important thing. This is what Jesus said. What's the greatest commandment? What matters more than anything else? It is that we have love one to another. He gave it to us to give to each other. So I'm gonna wrap it up right here. Thank you for being with me today and for letting me be with you. It's been a long time, but I'm so grateful and it feels good to be back. If you find any value in the show, do you mind liking it and leaving a review? I'd appreciate it. Uh, I don't check my DMs as much. I kind of jumped off of social, but I'm going to periodically jump back. But I do want to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. I want to hear more stories. We're going to dive in. Story time is back (laughs) because we got to talk about what the scriptures say about us living like we're loved. And um, it'll be on IG. I'll be back on Facebook eventually. And I'd love to hear from you. I really would. All right, guys, that's it for me. I'm going to sign off right here because y'all know we could go. But just remember, there's only one of two things that you're going to hear on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Let's live love. Love you. Talk soon.